2: it's going to be covered by the Saints for a touchdown. He your inside pass to everything Saints
0: football. Jimmy Graham brings it down and that is a touchdown. We'll take you to places most fans never go, to
2: practice, to the sideline, to the locker room, following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season.
0: That is going to be a touchdown, Taysom Hill,
2: to t t taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And
0: that is going to be a touchdown again, and guess who, Mike Thomas.
2: Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. <laughs> oh, baby. Hey, y'all. Welcome in. I'm Jeff Nowak. This is Inside Black and Gold, a podcast about a team that a lot of people seem to hate right now. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to go with. We're going to dive in straight away. This is our Wednesday edition, so it's a bit quick. Uh, We're going to go through the injury report. Then I'm going to get into as many viewer questions as y'all have. Love to chat with y'all. So if you have any comments, questions, if you're watching, throw them in the chat. And we'll get to them in the second segment. It's a bit of a time crunch today. So there will only be two segments. And they will be bing, bang, boom out of here. But we're going to get to as much as possible. Don't want to bog anything down. So we're going to just get right into it again. If you have comments, questions, throw them in there. But as you can see, if you're watching this, and as you may know, the Saints-Panthers initial injury report is insanely long. <laughs> there's there's 29 names on this list and that doesn't even include one player who was sent to injured reserve today. And we'll talk about that in a second. But that is more than a that is more than 25% of the Saints and Panthers rosters are currently listed on the injury report in some way shape or form. So, as you can probably imagine, this segment is going to be mostly that. We're going to dive into the injuries, what they mean, where we're at, and what you need to pay attention to going throughout the week. So let's just start with the obvious, Derek Carr. You know, the, the guy everyone loves to boo, whatever you want to say. Um, I thought he played reasonably well in that game and before he got knocked out. But so we'll have to see what the Saints are going to do in terms of his availability. It sounds like if he can clear the concussion protocol, he will be good to play. Um, the question is, can you clear the concussion protocol in a week? If you had asked me last week, I would have said most likely not. But then I saw Chris Olave go out and do exactly that. So clearly, it is possible to clear the concussion protocol. You'd say, well, this is Derek Carr's second concussion in in a month. And and yes, but that was also Chris Olave's second concussion in a year. So what do you want to call that, right? Like either you clear it or you don't. Um, He was, Derek Carr was at practice today. He looks fine. Um, in terms of, you know, there was no limitations. You're talking about rib injuries. You're talking about a shoulder injury. It's the same shoulder injury we've been talking about all year. The rib injury was initially reported as a back, but it's a rib injury. And as you, you know, if anyone's familiar with human anatomy, you got ribs in the front and the back. So you can do, you can mess with both of them, right? Um, so though that doesn't seem to be an issue. I'm sure he's going to be wearing a flak jacket if he plays, but that's the question right now is can Derek Carr be available You know, we talked, we talked about this on Monday in Monday's episode, you know, Dennis Allen was asked, how is this different from the issue with Jameis last year where you were like, okay, he's dealing with way too many injuries. We're going to sit him down for Andy Dalton. And he said, it's a completely different situation. It's a completely different situation. And I'm just the direct quote. Again, he said it, I'm pretty sure he said it three or four times. It's a completely different situation. It's not a completely different situation. Like, I think we can all accept that this is a very similar situation. Um, but I would say it's it's closer to week three than it would have been in week two in terms of where you were at with Jameis. But, you know, all we can do is ask the question and he's going to answer. However, he sees fit. And it's pretty clear that based on what he said today, based on what DA said today, if Derek can clear the concussion protocol, he'd be good to go. Um, one thing that I was curious about that I still don't have... A clear answer on is whether the concussion protocol changes at all when you go into it for a second time within a certain time frame, a month, two months, whatever. From my understanding, it does it. From my understanding, there are five steps you have to clear, and those steps are the same uh, as they would be two weeks ago compared to today. The only real difference is whether the doctors are a bit more cautious with, you know, if they're on the fence about something, you know they'll probably lean the other way then you would be you know in the initial kind of status check so it's going to be something to watch either way he was out there today this was kind of the you know that that Wednesday practice is important if you are going to be able to get back in one week then you probably have to be practicing on that Wednesday because you have to get through a full practice and you have to be cleared derek did not get through a full practice today he was limited so if he is unable to get in a full practice on Thursday or Friday he won't be able to go but as of right now, it feels like you are on track. So, moving on, there's a lot of names on this list. So, we're going to go through them one by one and talk about them. Defensive end, let's go through actually the DMPs first. There were six, there were seven DMPs, one of whom was defensive tackle Malcolm Roach. He got a knee injury late in the game. He left. He's now on injured reserve. So, he will not be returning. Dennis Allen said on Monday that it's probably an injury that's going to require surgery. So, I think you're going to not see him the rest of the way even if he did return, it would be for week 17. Marcus May is another safety. He did not participate. He has also been added to injured reserve there. They have been replaced on the roster. At least their spots have been replaced on the roster. And these are, these are names that you will not know unless you know, you're a big, uh, you're a big Titans fan here. So they claimed Monty Rice, a linebacker off the Titans. He was, he was waived by the Titans. Saints claimed him, so that's another depth linebacker, and it probably is a good indicator that Pete Werner might still be a few, you know, a week away at, at minimum. If you're adding linebackers to the roster, the other guy was PJ Mustafar, who they signed off the Broncos practice squad. I don't anticipate either guy will make a huge impact, but those are two new names that we're going to keep track of on the roster. So they are filling the spots of Malcolm Roach and Marcus May. All right. So let's go through the other six players who did not participate. That includes defensive end Isaiah Foskey. He's dealing with that quad injury again. And that's frustrating to me because he was not on the injury report last week. So that means that he has suffered some sort of re-aggravation of that quad. And so you're dealing with it again. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's tough to say whether he's going to be able to come back and play but anytime you miss a couple weeks with an injury and then you get through it and you get back and you get listed again with that same injury on the next injury report it's obviously suboptimal at best so defensive ends already a position you're limited at cam jordan played in that game but he was very limited so you're gonna have to figure it out peyton turner still has not returned to practice even though he is eligible to do so i was halfway expecting that to happen this week Maybe next week, either way, he's dealing with that turf toe injury. So it's going to take him a little while to get back. So no update there. Cam Jordan, as I mentioned, he did not participate. He's still dealing with that ankle injury. Running back, Kendra Miller, also dealing with an ankle injury. We haven't seen him in several weeks. Again, frustrating rookie player. You want to see more out of him, but nothing you can do with an ankle injury. Wide receiver, Rashid Shahid, dealing with that thigh injury. Did not practice again, but Dennis Allen did say that he is getting closer. He is progressing. So maybe he's able to get back to practice this week and, and give the Saints offense a shot in the arm against the Panthers. We'll have to wait and see. Um, the only other player quarterback Taysom Hill. This is one that kind of surprised me. We talked to Taysom after the game. He didn't have any clear issues in terms of you know what he was dealing with, but he was listed on this injury report as with a foot and a left hand injury when it's a quarterback or a kicker. You have to specify which limb in case you didn't know that when you're talking about a quarterback's hand shoulder, you will actually learn left versus right And any other position other than a kicker's leg. You don't actually have to designate. So that's kind of a funny thing about the injury report. If you're talking about a quarterback, you know, it's his left hand, which means it's his non-throwing hand. If Cam Jordan had a hand injury, it would just say hand. You would have to guess anyway. Quarterbacks, you don't have to guess. So that's obviously important. Taysom Hill has been a huge piece of this Saints offense. And particularly if you're going into it without Derek Carr, you'd want to have that available to you. And, you know, we'll have to see over the next couple of days. Taysom Hill is a tough guy. I'm more concerned with the hand injury than I am the foot injury because we've already seen that Taysom is susceptible to fumbles. You know, he's been used more in the passing game. If he can't catch, and that's clear. you're limited in that way then it just you know the benefit of having Taysom is he's always on the field and you don't know what he's gonna do well if he can't catch you know then then that obviously limits what you can do with him so that'll be one to watch but i I expect Taysom to be out there a couple others as we've mentioned previously ted and jimmy graham rest day right tackle ryan ramchick rest day so that's nothing new Jimmy Graham actually played this past Sunday, so we can't complain that he's getting a rest day after not playing, but he's getting a rest day. Maybe this maybe this next week he will play more than three snaps, and we can all talk about why haven't they been doing this the whole time because every time he gets on the field, he catches a touchdown. Anyway, um, the other one, tight end Jawan Johnson, also dealing with a quad injury. He was limited. Now, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Juwan. He's he was dealing with a calf injury early in the season. He really has not been effective. And now he's on the injury report with a quad issue. It's it's tough. It's tough to really evaluate what he's done this year. Um, but it does, you know, uh, this is a different topic for a different day. But you look at the Saints and you look at them getting torn up week after week after week after week by these athletic move tight ends. And then you see the Saints and you're like, why don't why can't we do that? Why? Why can't we get in on that action and get some tight end production? Uh, So, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm hopeful. I still believe in Juwan. I still believe that Juwan can get it done. You can't have drops, right? You know, it's like you talk about having trust in a receiver. Well, One very quick way to lose the trust of your quarterback is have a ball hit you in the hands and not only not catch it, Deflected up for an interception. Like a drop would have been just as bad there in terms of like losing the confidence of the quarterback. But like you didn't just not catch it, you created points for the other team. And that's just, ah, that's just brutal. Um, so we'll have to see what you want. Foster Morrow is obviously available at the tight end position, um, but you want Juwan out there. Center Eric McCoy and tackle Andres Peep both dealing with shoulder injuries. These are both injuries that they dealt with last week so if they didn't miss last week's game they will not really be at risk to miss this week's game sorry i have a i have a dog who's making all sorts of making all sorts of noise the dog wanted to be in here when i started even though i told her i was like hey you probably want to stay out there well now there's someone else home and she wants to get out of the room but i'm I'm talking to y'all so we're gonna we're gonna sit here for a couple more minutes and she's gonna relax yeah relax
0: okay
2: Getting back to it. Offensive chat. Oh, we already talked about Ryan Ramczyk, Linebacker Pete Warner dealing with the shoulder oblique issue. He was limited today. But again, you went out and signed a linebacker off of waivers. If nothing else, that's an indicator that you are hedging your bets, that you may be, you know... Low in terms of your numbers at linebacker. I thought Nephi Sewell had a very good day in terms of filling in for Pete Werner. You go back and watch the tape, and that really does stand out. He did struggle early on, but I thought he made a really good impact as that game wore on. So, you know, again, I think I've said this. One of the things the Saints have done really well over the years is develop linebackers. It's part of the reason when you say. Well, you're, you're really going to pay K. Nellis nine million a year or seven, whatever it is, and you're like, yeah, but we found him in the seventh round out of Idaho. Why can't we? Wh- why wouldn't we just go find another linebacker and develop them when we have proven we have a proven track record of doing that? And that was kind of my reasoning at the time. And then you see guys like Nephi Sewell step up, and they are like, see, this is where you kind of need that. Either way, you know that's one. And then Blake Groupie is also listed on this injury report with a right groin issue but he was a full participant. Those are the injuries, right? <laughs> so you have two players go to IR and then you have, oh man, I already lost count. Four, eight, 12, 15 players listed with injuries <laughs> or 13 players listed with injuries, two rest days. Not exactly what you're hoping to see going into week 14, but that's kind of just the NFL at this time of the year. It's crazy with injuries. There's only so much you can do to avoid them. Um, you know, the this... Ugh. Yeah, it, it's it, this it, this time of year. It's a lot of times. It's when you play teams versus, as opposed to which teams you play. And uh, you know, this is obviously the time the Saints need wins. They cannot afford to lose any more games, and they're going to have to do it without some playmakers. So we'll have to watch that on the Panther side. They have a lot of injuries as well, but only one player missed practice due to an injury that was defensive end to Sean Williams. He's dealing with a knee injury. The other three, cornerback Troy Hill, offensive, t- offensive tackle Taylor Moton, and wide receiver Adam Thielen. These were all rest days, so you would anticipate that all those guys would be good to go. The rest, the other you know 10 names or so, yeah. were all limited in practice. That's safety Von Bell with a shoulder injury, center Bradley Boseman with an ankle, in- I'm sorry, yeah, with an ankle injury, safety Jeremy Chin with a quad injury, Offense outside linebacker defensive end, basically. It's a three-four defense now. So you have outside linebackers instead of DNs. Um, well, you have you have DNs, but they're technically D tackles. It's a whole thing. But outside linebacker, Yeter Gross Mato's pass rusher, he's got a hamstring issue. Edge rusher, Marquise Hanson, Marquise Haynes Senior dealing with a back issue, cornerback JC Horn. So JC Horn and Jeremy Chen are both guys who missed a good chunk of this season. J.C. Horn, I don't believe, is out there in week two. Um, and the Saints will have to be dealing with them. They got back. And this makes a pretty effective defense, even for a 1-on-11 team. It's a solid defense, and it makes that group even better. So, you know, they're going to have to do something. Cornerback J.C. Horn, still, deal, still limited with that hamstring. That was the injury that got him on IR, or at least a hamstring injury got him on IR. And he's still limited due to the hamstring. So, you know, not a, not a banner season for, for him in terms of health. Yeah, tight end Hayden Hurst dealing with a concussion. He was limited. Tight end Stephon Sullivan, former LSU guy, uh, limited with a shoulder injury. Tight end Tommy Tremble, hip issue. He's limited. And outside linebacker Amari Barnou ankle. He was a full participant. So a lot of tight ends on this list. A lot of players on this list. The availability of a lot of these guys will be massive to watch going forward. But that's just, again, that's where we're at in this portion of the season, right? You're looking at starting quarterbacks. You're looking at starting wide receivers. You're like, okay, are you going to have them? Are you not going to have them? And that's a huge factor in these matchups. And frankly, this is a game that I think if you look at it from the Saints' perspective, you better win. <laughs> you know, it like we can get all worked up about about this, about that, about what the Saints should do about moves they should make, about how the offense should run, about how Derek Carr should play. If you can't go out it to your home stadium and beat a 1 in 11 football team, you can no longer pretend to that I should take you seriously as a winning organization. I don't care who's healthy. I don't care what state your roster is in. I don't care what plays you have to call. <laughs> this is a must-win game against a 1-11 football team. If you can't go out there and win and really win convincingly, like you should not allow this to come down to the wire the way the the way it did last week for I want to say the Bucks and they beat the Panthers. You know, I think it was 21-18. That's not how you should be winning these games. You need to go out and prove to yourself and to your fans that they should take you seriously as an organization. Cause right now it's hard to do that right now. You're looking at a team that goes out and, you know, lays an egg in the first quarter of a game and then decides, you know what, this is kind of embarrassing. Maybe we'll get this sorted out, (laughs) right? That's, that's where this team is at right now. And that's what needs to change. And hopefully it can, but, We're going to change topics here. Again, I'm Jeff Nowak. This is Inside Black and Gold. We just broke down the initial week 14 injury report, 29 names total on it. One of those will be coming off. Two of those will be coming off for the Saints and going to injured reserve. Uh, So it will be 27 as of tomorrow, assuming no more names get added. But all right, let's wrap up that segment. Again, the second segment, the last segment, will be a mailbag. So if you have any questions, comments, topics, hot takes, cat photos, whatever that you want to get into, throw them in the chat. I know you can't actually post a photo of your cat, but if you want to like paste a link, then I'll go check it out. You know I, I'm all for cat photos. It's kind of... You know, I love cats. I have three cats. It's, it's too many cats, but I, you know, I don't have much say in the matter. But anyway... This isn't a podcast about cats, but that might be more entertaining. Get your comments, questions in there. We will get to as many as possible in the back half of this program. Again, inside Black and Gold, I'm Jeff Nowak. You can check me out at Jeff underscore Nowak. We'll be right back.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?